0: The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent penny movie rings scale to determine the true quality of a film today is Wednesday November 1st 2023 one day after Halloween and therefore it is fitting that we are reviewing the latest potential Hollywood Hollywood Halloween movie franchise five nights at Freddy's Hmm. is this is this a franchise starter I don't know Ty because the only thing I do know is FNAF for short which is what I will refer to it for the rest of this podcast fair has a diehard younger audience that watched YouTubers play this game and uh, created lore. There was a, a whole lore that was created. The people who created the game were just like, yeah, sure, we'll go with that. Sure, your lore, we'll just say that's true. Why not? And somehow a dumb little horror game spiraled into something that got a movie that was the biggest release of a weekend near Halloween also on Peacock, but was the biggest release of A Certain Weekend and has people like one of Riley's bridesmaids head over heels in love with the idea of seeing this movie. Yeah. Has she seen it yet? Oh, yeah. They saw it opening night. Of course they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely made for a group. Yeah. There are, there are fans of this franchise, and they're the ones who got this made. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't wait to talk about whether or not it's good. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then since it's five Nights at Freddy's tie, yes. we're going to follow it up with a five draft. Just a fucking draft of fives. Five picks, best fives, two guys. That's a problem. Should we have invited three more people at the end of this podcast? I can't wait. Let's get to the show. percent of the time, it works. Every time. What? We just become best friends. Yup. I don't feel so good. Oh! I'm not fucking
1: leaving. The show goes on.
0: When a down on his luck guy takes a security job at an abandoned kids themed restaurant, things take a turn when he finds out that the once friendly animatronic entertainment turns out to be haunted murder robots. 5 nights at Freddy's. 5 nights at Freddy's. Did he Now, question, I wasn't paying enough attention. Did he spend 5 nights at this restaurant? I believe there were 5 nights in total. Yes, yeah. cuz there was like night 1, he dreamed. Yeah. it didn't really do. Night much. 2, he got slashed. Yeah, he did. Meets night the cop. 3 brings his sister. Yeah? Night 4, they have their they build sister a fort and the cop. Yeah. Night 5, stop Freddy. Yes. Five Nights at Freddy's. (laughs) Yes. Um, Look, this movie, I I didn't know much about it. I knew Five Nights at Freddy's existed. I was very scared to see this um, naturally because I don't like horror movies. Uh, In hindsight, if you are a horror movie chicken like me, there's not much to be scared about. I'm just going to be honest with you straight up. Uh, There were some cheap jump scares, some of which did get me. I'm not going to pretend like they didn't. That's my least favorite part about horror movies. It's not even like... The idea of ghosts or demons, none of that scares me because I'm always like, that shit's fake. Mm -hmm. It's the jump scares. It's catching you off guard. I hate jump scares with a passion. Um, I still vividly remember the jump scare in the last James Bond movie that you and I saw together in the beginning of the film. I don't remember it. It was just a sudden cut with a loud noise change, and I literally yelled in the theater and you laughed at me. But (laughs) this movie is catered for a very select audience, and so far that audience is liking it. That audience is liking it to the tune of an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. They fucking love it. Critics don't necessarily agree at a 29%. They but fucking hate it. The audience loves it, and they love it enough to the point that they have gone out to the theaters in droves to see it. A box office thus far opening weekend of $132.7 million, Tyler. Yeah. Tyler, That is movie, unbelievable to me. The movie had a $20 million budget and a simultaneous streaming release. Yes. You could have stayed at home and watched this for free, and that's how much the fans wanted to go out and watch this movie. Yeah, eighty million domestically, fifty-two million international, one hundred thirty-two million dollars worldwide. I just can't believe that this movie made that much money. I I gasped during our break when I saw it. Yeah, um, just because of, I, I thought streaming would have killed this. And instead it's 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 benefiting from being like a Halloween release. It's benefiting from people wanting to see it in theaters. Yeah. Like the fans are just like, fuck it, I wanna go experience this with a group of other Five Nights at Freddy's fans. Which I respect as someone who goes and sees every Marvel movie in theaters. Like I respect that. As someone who specifically wants to go see Oppenheimer, the greatest movie of all time. Maybe not that. In seventy millimeter <laughs> IMAX, I understand that. But I, I really thought it'd just be a bunch of parents, like, hey, we'll throw it on Peacock and you know, you, you could just watch it. We don't have to pay the money, but hey they're going out, and I, I guess people are, are buying into it. I've seen some reviews. One guy in particular – I don't remember who the reviewer was. I apologize – was saying that the audience was a little bit annoying in the theater because they wanted to be scared. So, like, any little thing was, like, a, everyone would scream yeah. and, you know. So I'm not going to hate on that, though. That was a group of people, a crowd of people who know what they like, and they went into a movie wanting what they want. And, like, you can't shit on someone for that. I'm sorry. No, not at all. And that's where I'm like – I have my opinions on this movie that we'll get to, (laughs) but I also like, if you're a fan of this and you've been waiting and this is exactly what you wanted out of it, then like, fuck it. Maybe you wanted a cheesy horror flick and you got to see this on the big screen and you're having a good time with it. Mm -hmm. That's good. Anything that gets people in the theaters is good. Fuck it. You can make cheesy horror flicks about video games and, and, you know, give the fans what they want. Doesn't mean it's a good movie, but you can do that. That's a good time for people. Yeah. Um. And I think the casting in this, I I don't want to give away my character score. This uh this has nothing to do with the performance or the character itself. Uh, a big reason why they were able to turn such a big profit. Again, like you said, twenty million dollar budget. They've already made one hundred thirty two. They'll probably make two hundred and fifty when it's all said and done. At least two hundred. Um, maybe not. This might be a a hard fall off movie. You know what I mean like yeah the all the hardcore fans first and that's it guaranteed 150 million i'll at least say that they should make another 18 million no matter yeah. what that's a big profit and a big reason why the the budget was so low was i think because josh Hutcherson is your lead in this movie and it's kind of a bunch of people who aren't really in much else i mean i know uh the the female cop she was in uh i believe that once upon a time show if that's what it was called it was like the that what, yep she's from once upon the, a time She's unknown guest star. I know. I fact. was trying to sound smart. I saw it on her Wikipedia. Oh, <laughs> I don't know who she is. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know who she is. Um, <laughs> fucking liar. The aunt looked familiar. Oh, about... she was in the show You? She was in the show You? It's a good show. The aunt looked a little familiar. I don't know what I would know her from, but she looked a little bit familiar. Um, what was the point I was making? Oh, Josh Hutcherson was like the perfect lead, though, because he's not someone you have to pay a lot of money because he doesn't um, do much anymore but he's a familiar enough face thanks to the Hunger Games franchise that you get the reaction that my dad had was like, "Oh, hey, that's the guy from Hunger Games. I haven't seen him in a while." And that's just the perfect level of actor I feel like for this film to save money but still have some sort of um, you know, familiar face. I think if this movie was made 6 years ago, we would have got Drake Bell as the lead. I think uh, I think 6 he... years ago, I think Drake Bell was under um issues with the law six years ago maybe 10 years ago yeah post drake and josh drake bell uh he pro- that's he was probably made for this movie um but are josh you, hutcherson he you know he are you aware it. that drake Bell's like a massive um spanish musician now uh, no <laughs> massive spanish musician really yeah it's <laughs> a wild career turn like i legitimately think he got into legal trouble dipped out went to mexico started a music career Good for him? Unless his legal trouble is something where like he hurt people or anything? No, uh, I think I think it was like sexual assault stuff, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um Yeah, so that no comments on Drake Bell. I just think he would have been the cast cast in this a decade ago. But great casting by them. And also something I wanted to jump on before we jump into the scale tie to review this movie to its full power. I wanted to just acknowledge the fact that. That hold on, I should have had this prepared. This is bad radio. Fully acknowledging it. Five Nights at Freddy's, like I said, $132 million in its opening weekend. Killers of the Flower Moon still only at $84 million. Mm. How upset do you think Martin Scorsese is that Five Nights at Freddy's has done burying. 50 million more yeah. already than Killers of the Flower Moon? That's a 5 divided by 8. That's like a 62% increase. Yeah. How do that, you think he feels? That stupid fucking bear just burying you and Leo. <laughs> <laughs> he probably hates it. He's probably very upset about it. Leo DiCaprio is used to fighting bears. If You've seen The Revenant. I've seen that bear scene about 10 times. Because is it a bear that he fights a wolf? He fights a bear. Oh, okay. I I've know never because seen the Revenant. for a three-year period, any time Joe would you know have some adult beverages Mm -hmm. he would turn on the bear scene from revenant and make everyone watch it that's fucking (laughs) sick drunk thing to do though (laughs) just have like one go-to like no you guys gotta fucking watch this it would always be like one person hasn't seen the bear scene in revenant so it's like you haven't fucking seen that put it on put it on right now (laughs) yeah we're all watching it that was was exactly what it was so i've seen that scene a lot but that just that brought me joy that I didn't even know if it was factual before I just brought this up on the podcast, but I knew it was yeah. that FNAF was higher than Killers of the Flower Moon. So. Kicking in his ass. So uh, I think this is going to be a recurring trend for me, just pointing out all the horrible movies that <laughs> <laughs> are getting making more money than <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. Five Nights at Freddy's. I also should say I watched this on streaming. Like I said, I did watch this with my father, so I might uh, you know, add in some of his uh, feedback throughout okay. this, um, Watched it together. So he's a horror movie guy, so is he mm-hmm. oh big horror movie guy i didn't know that yeah that's like his favorite he really genre horror bull movies but <laughs> <laughs> he loves the saw i mean saw is not really horror but he loves saw but he loves all the the horror scary movies He never. he says he never gets scared i don't know if i believe him i said when's the last time you actually got scared by a movie he said paranormal activity one wow i said wow so you haven't even been touched by a movie in like 15 years he said nope Said they can't get to me i said why do you like him then he's like i don't know he was laughing at this movie the whole time. This was a comedy for him. <laughs> so it seems like a very weird dad thing to do. Plot slash story tie. Walk me through it. What did you think? All right, man. Josh Hutcherson's um, brother gets abducted as a child. Yes, he does. It's very his fault. Yes, it was. Kind, kind of. of. As a parent, why would you leave your like ten year old in charge of like the six year old? And it also seems like he stepped away for two seconds, turned around, kid was already in the trunk driving away. Yeah, very quick kidnapping, very efficient. Yeah, no, he was good at it. Yeah, he was very good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think even if he went straight to his brother, they, I think maybe they both get kidnapped. But he doesn't stop that kidnapping. Yeah, did, I mean, obviously this is trauma, and you don't think of it that way. But what do you really think you were going to do there as a ten year old? Nothing. It's not like you were seventeen. No, you were ten. Yeah. So I don't know. Or you're gonna get drop kicked, and your brother's still ended up in the back. You're seat also of gonna get car. kidnapped. Y- yeah. There's just one more animatronic that's gonna be rocking mm-hmm. in that. Uh, establishment what is it called what it's like a chucky cheese pizzeria arcade yeah an arcade arcade pizzeria i don't know family fun center oh i like that yeah anyways his brother gets um taken he's got a lot of trauma gets fired from his job because of that trauma thinks another kid's getting kidnapped when he was just with his father Mm -hmm. ridiculous Mm -hmm. thing to do dive into the fucking (laughs) wishing well at the mall Mm -hmm. um fast forward he gets this job some weird shit's going on cop shows up weird shit's going on bears are alive Jay yeah bears are alive they're killing people mm-hmm. they're all controlled by the owner plot twist it's the cop's dad that's shaggy by the way it is yeah Matthew I, Willard I only knew that because my father said that's shaggy every yeah. time he was on the screen he's known for other things but that is his big one I didn't realize that was him yeah he's older now looks completely different he does mm-hmm. probably stopped smoking weed <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know they stopped the bears do they stop the bears they kill the guy the bears feel like no, they i think still the bears haunt. the bears are free oh because they they kill well i don't they didn't really kill freddie we don't know we didn't see that he yeah. was still kind of in and out of it they left it open to make another one if it makes 150 million dollars in the box office which yeah. spoiler alert it did we're gonna get the sixth tonight at freddie I don't know. There's like four different games, I think. Is there? I'm pretty sure there's multiple. Yeah, video game franchise. How many Five Nights at Freddy's? Accompanying the 13 FNAF (laughs) games are the many books and novels that encompass this expansive franchise. Altogether, there are 28 different books and novels in the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise, with 15 of those novels, two being guides and 11 being the Fazbear Frights graphic novel series. Dude, they're, they're going to make more of these, 100%. Whether it be a sequel, whether it be a prequel, whether it be a whatever.
1: Yeah. They're going to make
0: more of these. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Should we play Five Nights at Freddy's? No, I've tried. I didn't understand it. It didn't make any fucking sense to me. I, I think it's literally it years ago. a game where it's just meant to... Spook you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy that it became popular because Markiplier, a YouTuber, started... Uh, you know, played it and he blew up and he blew up playing it. Like his first five nights at Freddy's videos, like massive views. Um, and it's just crazy to think that without that, this never becomes into a movie. Most likely, who knows? It could have got its lore, but it probably doesn't. Yeah. Um, but it, it probably doesn't get its lore. Probably doesn't turn into a movie. And it's just another steam game that lives on steam and has like a very small cult following or no following at all. The first FNAF video for uh, Markiplier, 114 million views. Holy shit. Nine years ago. Warning, scariest game in years. Five Nights at Freddy's part one. Guess how many parts uh, Markiplier did for Five Nights at Freddy's? How much what? How many parts he did. He did it in separate videos. How many parts do you think oh, he like did? Oh, like how many different YouTube video parts? For the first Five Nights at Freddy's, yeah. Five. Correct. <laughs> Fuck yeah. What about Five Nights at Freddy's 2? Five. Change it up, six. Mark. <laughs>
1: What are we doing <laughs> he
0: wanted those youtube views bro 114 the playlist 400 million views that's insane yeah yeah so, now are were you familiar with the fact that they've already done a five nights at freddy's uh movie starring nicholas cage no it's not called five nights at Fred- freddy's but it's called willie's wonderland mm. i saw people comparing this on twitter it looks like it's five nights at freddy's just starring nick cage in 2021, like yeah, recent, very recent action comedy horror, not rated. Huh. Yeah, that was 100% an attempt by them to steal this. Uh, survival against waves of demonic animatronics. Yep, they were. They saw those YouTube views, and they were like, "Let's uh, let's try to jump the gun here." <laughs> and obviously it didn't work because it made 457 million dollars in the box office, or 457 thousand. Like, Excuse that me. That sounds like Excuse a success me. if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Excuse. You really think a movie you've never heard of until 3 days ago would have made 457 million dollars? <laughs> no, that? not at all, but it was shocking when you read it. Um now I know that the what you might call it, waiter in this movie, Matt that's Matt Pat. How is he connected to all this? So he's the guy. I've watched some of his videos cuz he actually does really cool like film theories. I like his film theories. Yeah, yeah. But he does game theory, he does a bunch of different videos. He's the guy is, is he a modern day what are they called people who just like make theories on things? Um a theorist? No, like fucking Socrates. What Perhaps. Well Socrates. He was a philosopher. Philo- is he a modern day philosopher? I guess so. Um pretty much he came up with the lore himself and then from what I heard, I don't know how true this is, but from what I heard it was like, all the fans were like, oh, is this true? Is this true to the game developers? And they were just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> sure. Could be. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, he, Matt Pat, who he his YouTube videos, it's Game Theory, Film Theory. His first one, um, 32 million views. Not, 25 million views. Not too shabby. 21 million views. 18 million views. Just a lot of views. Yeah. And he also rode the the theory of FNAF. he made let me see oh my goodness just a bunch 72 different videos about five nights at freddy's that seems excessive last posted two weeks ago i was probably promoting the movie yeah yeah so he was He's in, in it this. he says yeah. his thing he says that's just a theory yep grace i texted grace about it and i think she said the whole theater screamed or something when he said that yeah. she said something funny I was like, all right, he's just a YouTuber. I saw something on Twitter, and it was like not the Five Nights at Freddy audiences reacting louder to that than fucking Captain America getting the hammer. (laughs) (laughs) When I say everybody screamed when he said, it's just a theory. Yeah, fuck yeah. So, Matt Pat, I guess he's an actor now. But the story itself, man, uh, first of all, my dad predicted pretty much everything. Uh, My dad, he didn't say that Shaggy was going to be Mr. Freddy. But as soon as the cop came on the screen, he was like, that's his daughter. And so I was like, this man has seen a, horror, a lot of horror movies, a lot of bad horror movies. He probably knows what he's talking about. And he was right. Yeah. Spoiler alert, as always. Um, it's so convoluted. Like, in in a weird way, like a simplistic, convoluted way. Talk to me. I It just made no sense to me. Yeah. The whole... you're You're worried about your sister getting kidnapped. And, like, you bring her to this scary place. And, I don't know, you let her... Her fucking babysitter gets killed and disappears, and I feel like you don't even question it. But then just the whole ending, like, this was going to get, like, a not great score as it was because it's just, like, not that good of a story. Yeah, 100%. And then the ending consists of the girl who loves to draw drawing a picture to show them what he, what Freddie did to them. Yeah. She puts it on the wall, shine a light on it, boom, they all turn on, on Freddie, kill him, and yeah. that's it. For some reason, they didn't realize that he was the bad guy, even though they could have just told him. The mm-hmm. bears interacted with people very normally. We never get an explanation of, like, why they kill everyone? No, not at all. Again, maybe in the games, you probably don't get the explanation either because it's just a very simple horror game. But it's like, why does he – does he just have a killing fetish? So this Freddy guy kidnaps kids, kills some of them, turns other of them into bears, sabotages his own business. Mm-hmm. Which I get it. I, I guess like serial killers and whatever. Yeah, they are kind of fucked up in the head. So I guess that's not a big leap. But like, why does he keep hiring security guards just to kill him? Like, I, I don't get it. Like maybe if he's trying to create an army and he's trying to take over Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know. Yeah, that part didn't make. Does any he just sense. have a killing fetish? So it's like, oh, my God, it's the guy who hired him. But also like, why? Why did you hire him? Yeah, and he, I'm assuming he hired the first security guard we see in the very beginning of the movie. He also dies. Mm-hmm. But, like, he does not even kill him. The bear just kills him. So it's not like he's even doing anything at this point. Yeah, exactly. He's just got haunted bears that work for him for some reason. Sometimes the bears kill. Sometimes they don't. And now, did they explain, because the the girl really made it seem like one of her, what was it, her brother or something was in the bears? That's what it seemed like, but I feel like it never came full circle. So was Hutchinson's brother in one of the bears? I don't think so. I think he, that's the thing is I think he just kidnapped Hutchinson's brother and just killed him. Unrelated to to his amusement. Yeah, because he did thing. have the line. It's come full circle. I killed your brother, now I can kill you. Yeah. like been the an emotional bears- payoff where the brother was the freaking chicken? Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Are there corpses in there? They did say their bodies actually were yeah. in there. That's kind of gross. But what that place freak? <laughs> Because they just had, like, one back room that was full of dead bodies. How does this guy know how to do this? My dad kept repeating the line because they said it was, like, propriety- proprietary animatronics or whatever. That's what he had to protect. And it was, like, he kept repeating. that. he's, like, keep that in mind. It didn't really matter. The cop, I guess, was in on it in the beginning, but then but took a liking to Josh Hutchinson? Yeah. Hutchinson? She came on way too strong in the beginning, too. Yeah. She came on real strong to Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Hutchinson? Hutch- I don't know. Uh, let's take a look. Hutcherson, look. This is a movie about a video game franchise that was very basic. Ha- didn't really have a lore. W- had a fan made lore. It's probably convoluted. That lore. I know there's a bite of 1983, a bite of 1987. Grace has explained some of this to me. And when I told her my opinions on the movie, she said, "You just don't understand the lore." I don't see how this plays into the lore. Again. I don't see. I didn't see either bites. I when the babysitter. Uh, got bit in half oh I guess someone I think it was Grace yelled in the theater was that the bite of 87 or something like that oh and everyone like reacted to it I don't know We'll. S- I don't know but makes no fucking sense I kind of wish I saw this in theaters just so I could it's like a new culture yeah. <laughs> you know it's like watching people in their natural habitat that you know nothing about it's I like gave... you're contacting an indigenous tribe who hasn't like made outside contact yeah. to the uh, the world Mm-hmm. That's... I guess it's a 2 oh shit yeah yeah, that's that's awful. That's a terrible score. Um I I I think that like oh all no, all, it's like a, it's a it's a shit mystery, but it's like ah, oh, it's a mystery surprise. What's the mystery though? Who's like, Freddy? Yeah, I guess. Why are they doing it? But it's like they're working for him in some way. They never really explain how that. But I feel like they never even try to find that answer. It's never like Josh, Josh Hutchinson's never like, let's get to the bottom of this. And it's never like, who's Freddy? It's like none of these things. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like my sister likes them. And also, while while we're talking about it, uh, the bear showing up or whatever it was to the apartment, killing the ant for no reason. Yeah. Taking yeah. the girl and then getting in an Uber or a taxi because this movie was based in like the 90s or 2000s mm-hmm. was like the most unintentionally hilarious thing I've ever seen in a movie. I, I don't laughed it out loud. was pretty fucking funny. I think they meant that to be funny because he just like sits in the back seat and the guy's like, what the fuck, dude? I think they meant for that part to be funny. I don't know. I also laughed. I don't, if they didn't, then very I was laughing at it. Yeah. I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> um, I'm at a five. Okay. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible story. Makes I no agree. fucking sense. I agree. It's all over the place. I agree. I don't know what's keeping me from going lower. I don't know. Cause it didn't, it, it got to the point. It was like a kind of a mystery and they revealed some stuff and like, Cop twists like oh you know she's bad and then she ends up being bad and then she ends up being good like been done before but it wasn't just like a bore fest of like random events that didn't kind of was a bore I don't know man two like I said yeah I'm at a five I could be swayed lower but it's not good it's not the worst thing I've ever seen but it's not good no it's not key elements look this movie's like not scary no it's not a horror at all and I. The whole point of the game is, like, you're looking at security cameras and it's, like, jump scares from the bears. I feel like you never get any of that. You get, like, a jump scare from a stupid little doll thing. I'm sure there's sure. some lore to that, uh, that little doll you, that just keeps showing You get showing the up. one scene where they put, like, the, the cupcake in the vents and then they stare at the cameras. Yeah, but I don't know. I will say, though, there is a culture that wanted these movies. And they are showing up in droves to go watch it. And they seem to like it. As apparent by the 89% and $132 million box office. I split this up in two ways. I split it up into like a horror slash whatever of the 10 points. And I split it up into like a FNAF of the 10 points. And in the FNAF side of the 10 points, I gave it a 10 out of 10. I know it's not like a great movie. But it's successful for what it's trying to do. For the horror side of it and all that, I gave it a 2 out of 10. Okay. So key elements surprising enough even though it was a non-scary scary movie got a 12 out of 20. Yeah. I I I don't know. I wasn't as friendly as I'm at a 10. But okay. like I, I just kind of split it right down the middle. Obviously people who are fans of this franchise are enjoying this. Yeah. And that is where all of my points are coming from. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, it was kind of a little bit creepy in a certain couple of spots, but very minimally. Mhm. It didn't make any sense. The mystery was not good.
1: Mm -mm.
0: Not at all. And I guess you could say not enough jump scares. I don't know. I don't love jump scares, but... Hate them. It was a bad horror movie. It's like the fucking Halloween movie we watched. Yeah. Do you know they're making more of those? Of course they are. Someone bought the... They're never going to stop making those (laughs) movies. Someone bought the film rights, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Miramax won the television rights to Halloween... To the Halloween franchise after a bidding war. Malik Akkad's Trankis International Films took the rights out to prospective bidders, which also included A24. No, A24 would make a banger of a movie with it, though. I just can't believe there's a bidding war. Yeah. Well, it's an iconic franchise, but. That sucks. No one's done anything with it recently. I don't know. I guess like the the one two, three movies ago, like was really good. But what are they? Are they going to reset the whole thing now? again for the 10th time Fifth timeline <laughs> i don't want to try to go through the halloween <laughs> timelines again ty <laughs> shit if they keep making FNAFs. maybe FNAF is the new halloween we're just gonna keep getting them and we're gonna have to keep reviewing them i can see this being a franchise for i mean people are loving it you don't have to make good movies you have to make people move you have to make movies people like mm-hmm. and that's two different things if they don't make another movie at the very least a tv show does this play as a TV show, though? I don't know. They could murder someone every episode. They can have Markiplier just reacting to the movie every episode. Okay. I'm surprised Markiplier wasn't in this. Markiplier? That's just his YouTube name. I don't know what his real name is. That was Mark. Markiplier. I think his name is Mark. Plier? Well, his YouTube name is Mark E. Plier. It's Mark, M A R K I P L I E R. Markiplier. Markiplier. Oh, no, he's Mark Edward Fishback. He's Fishbach. Fishbach. Please respect the (laughs) end of it. Fishbach. Yeah, okay. No, that's my bad then. How wasn't he in this? I saw something on Twitter, a scheduling conflict. I don't know. You're a fucking YouTuber. How can you not make that? (laughs) (laughs) What is the scheduling conflict (laughs) there? I don't know. He wanted to be in it. Couldn't be in it. So they got the film theory guy. They should have had them both. They should have. He could have been... The film theory guy was the di- the waiter, and the markiplier was the chef. Yeah. Or how about the lawyer? Just the most pointless character I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. I bet you forgot he was even in this movie I entirely right now. did. I was like, what fucking lawyer? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Cinematography, <laughs> Jay. Walk me through it, sir. Um, look, it's a horror movie. It's supposed to give you creepy vibes. I think the setting was creepy enough. I don't think they did enough with it, but I do think the setting mm-hmm. looked good. I think the bears looked good and creepy. Actual uh like puppets and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think that worked. Which for, means- was a good call. Like these CGI'd would have been probably very, very bad. Yeah. So- no, it makes it a lot creepier that it was practical like that. Because that's yeah. like what it's supposed to be is like animatronics come to life. Mm-hmm. Use fucking animatronic puppet type things. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that this movie looked all that bad. I don't think it looked great. Mm-hmm. I wasn't blown away by any shots and I was like, oh fuck, that's creepy. But um I, I ended on a fourteen. I like, the, I like the practicality of the bears. I like the setting. Whoa! I don't think they did a good enough job with any of it. But I think that all of it was there visually to make a really cool, interesting horror movie. Interesting. I just... Oh, God. I just looked at a different score and got confused. I just was like, hey, this is kind of is like middle of the road. I don't know. I kind of relate it to uh, Totally Killer, which actually got the exact same score in this category where... I, I did like the use of the animatronic or the the puppets, whatever. Yeah, um, because it could have looked really bad with CGI. So I was glad they didn't fuck that up. But like you said, I think they could have done more. It was weird. They're trying to. I think they're. It was very obviously like they're trying to balance it. They didn't want to make it like a totally R-rated, creepy, super scary, you know, kind of thing. So they were kind of limited, and they still wanted to make it like adhere to that younger audience, and they did so. But nothing blew me away. There was nothing in this movie. I was like, "Wow, that was shot well." There was nothing in this movie. I was like, "Wow, that was shot bad." It was just like that movie had cameras and was filmed. I think you and I could have been in charge, and it would have looked the exact same. I like how they the the setting more than anything. The setting and what they did with the the animatronics. I'm giving them a lot of credit for that because that setting was creepy and the way it was set up with like the shoddy lighting and everything and like. That would have played very well if you make this movie better. Do you think a horror setting is the easiest thing to do, though? Yeah, probably because it's just dark, yeah. so it's like it's a dark. You know, selective use of lighting. I just feel like it's easier to like a mistake. Obviously, isn't as visual as yeah Aquaman two trailer. I haven't watched it. You haven't? Watched I'm it. so disinterested in that movie. It looks bad. I'm sure it the does. beginning of it looks like like a commercial for like. Like those old people medications. Oh. like Or if you have like Crohn's disease, which no disrespect to Crohn's disease, but the beginning, just the lighting and the way it is, it looks like the start of like a medication commercial. It's pretty funny. (laughs) Is it underwater? No, it's like at the lighthouse. And then they go underwater, and then I appreciate James Cameron even more, and I jump my Avatar Way of Water score up even more points. It broke 20. You You're at (laughs) 21 now? After Aquaman, it might. (laughs) Uh, I gave this a 10. I wasn't as sold as it on you. I was like, whatever about it. Um, Wasn't on the bad CGI TV, so I didn't have that working against it, but I was just whatever about it. I like some of the shots, like when they're all laying down in a circle. It's like all the creepy-ass animatronics and shit. Like, there's stuff that could have worked here. I think the rest surrounding it sucked. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I kind of liked how it looked. Mm -hmm. I'll give it a little bit of credit there. Fair enough. Now we get to characters. Oh, go ahead. This is also, speaking of the setting, this is a universal movie. If there was ever a time that, like... I don't know what they're doing on Horror Nights this year. I don't know if they did a FNAF Horror Night, but that's oh, definitely in the cards. Oh, yeah. A studio tour, my favorite ride at Universal, which is the studio tram tour, take you through something like that if it was filmed on location, which I'm pretty sure it probably was because that mall uh, looked like a Southern California mall that I've probably been in before, if I'm being honest. Um, the one at the beginning? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think they went to a mall nearby and filmed it there. Yeah, it I should've. swear I've been at that mall. <laughs> like, it just looked very familiar. Um. So yeah, that'd be a cool little addition. They have the Nope, uh, not Nope. What was the last Jordan Peele movie? Was it Nope? Nope. Yeah. They have the little Western town there. Is pretty cool. Oh, that's bitching. You pull into the Western town, and it's like all the practical stuff, and then they play that loud noise that the alien thing would make the brrr, whatever. <laughs> that's on all those the speakers. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's just something something to keep an eye out for, Ty. No, that'd be cool. They had like the Freddy's thing that you could go in the creepy ass babies just staring. They at They should it. make it just a pizza spot. A pizza spot. Yeah. Whether it be in the park or Universal City Walk, make a freaking Chuck E. Cheese, put an arcade in it. That thing's going to print money. Oh, yeah. Can't let it be that scary, though. They'd have to do like a... No, I think you just set it up like it was before it was haunted with the bears and shit. Yeah. And like people would just go like, oh, look, there they are. But like,
1: dude, you don't have to
0: do the haunted part of it. We need to get in contact. Yeah. If they haven't had these conversations already, they need to. Characters. Uh I thought everyone in this movie was appalling. Yeah, it was really bad acting. Um there's terrible a reason terrible acting. Josh Hutchinson doesn't do much. There's a reason why this movie cost twenty million dollars. It's because they kind of uh just cast whoever. Mm-hmm. My least favorite, because if I'm talking about everyone being bad, I want to tell you my least favorite was the ant. Terrible. Just uh bad writing, like and a bad performance over the top like that performance of being a mean aunt was like if I went up, no disrespect to anyone we know, but it's like if I went up to one of our moms or just a girl we knew with no acting experience was like, hey, act like you're a really mean aunt. That was the level of performance you get. And it's nothing against anyone we know, my mother, your mother, but like they're not actors. No. they. It looked like they picked this actress just out of a, a – and she's been in a lot of stuff, nothing big. I think the biggest thing is Fried Green Tomatoes 30 years ago. I think she's NCIS – that makes sense because you don't Actor. have to act in that. Um, yeah. You know, well, Congresswoman Jenna Fleming, guest star. Blue Bloods, guest star. Oh, so Law & Order Specialty. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at that. Star. She's in all the bad whatever shows. <laughs> she was terrible. The writing was bad on that. And then suddenly, like, she's re- willing to work with Josh Hutcherson. And, like, she's been a, a raging just jerk this whole time. But then Josh Hutcherson, like, calls her. They don't, they never even explain what that arrangement was because the the sister comes out and he's like, it's not what you think it is. And then she runs back into her room. If it's not what she thinks it is, then what did you think it was? Like, what was it? Yeah. It's either you live with her or you're not. Mm -hmm. And then the aunt dies. So we never get the answer. (laughs) Yeah, she does. It's very weird. I thought the girl cop in this was bad. Atrocious. Terrible. Terrible actor. The best actor in this might've been the young girl. Yep. Which is saying something. Yep. Especially for you, Ty. You hate children actors. I do hate children actors. They're the worst. Two out of 20. Yeah, I'm I'm at a three. I gave a little bit more credit to, to Hutcherson. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I guess. And the, the kid actors. You know what? I'll bump it up to a three because I did say it was the perfect casting to cast a familiar face that doesn't cost yeah. a lot of money. That's true. So I'll give it a point for that. No, but I, I'm right there at a three. It's fucking terrible. The line delivery of quite literally everyone every single time on screen is bad. <laughs> The writing's bad. It's so, so just, I don't know. It's terrible dialogue, and they don't do anything with it. It's never believable. Mm-mm. That fucking cop, the second she comes on screen, I'm like, what the fuck is going on?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> she's just so like, oh, like, like, I don't know. It just felt like very stereotypical. Like you would do like this practicing in an acting class in high school. This was probably written by AI. Oh, we keep forgetting about that. Or Pre-strike movies, <laughs> or again that, and reason why maybe AI needs to help a little bit more. All the writers are on oh. strike. Why don't you write better shit? No, I'm gonna stick with this was AI, so that way we can't blame the writers yet. I, there's just been so much, so much bad writing mm-hmm. in movies. Ty, yeah. and it's like everyone sucks. Counterpoint: Loki's getting pretty good. Good writing. I there. haven't seen the oh, recent episode, so it's please don't the best spoil. One. Please don't spoil. It's the best one, Jay. You gave us a three? Yeah, I gave it a three. Elizabeth Lale, the girl I pretended like I knew who she was. <laughs> yeah, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> she looks like like if this movie she was looks made like with someone. big budget Emily Blunt. Younger Emily Blunt? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's who I feel like she's like, you squint your eyes, you're like, is that? Or uh, who's, um, gosh, who's, what's her name? Yeah, that's I that guess. Hermione so from Harry stuff. Potter. Uh Emma Watson? Yeah, I can see that too. Maybe. I'm seeing a little bit of uh Jennifer Lawrence also in her picture on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe they're trying to get that back up with Josh Hutcherson. Mmm. I see. Yeah. I see. She's a terrible actor though. <laughs> Everyone in this movie is. Yeah. No disrespect to Matthew Lillard. Terrible the few times he's on screen also. Who is Matthew Lillard? Shaggy. Ah. Gotcha. So three – I mean, Matt Pat might have been the best one in this. Yeah, actually. Like, genuinely. (laughs) For the amount of time he's on screen versus, like, quality on-screen acting, he's better than everyone. Yeah. Good for him. Shout out to that guy. Enjoyment. Look, I went into this thinking it was going to be a one just because it was scary. It wasn't very scary, so I didn't hate it there. I didn't enjoy this movie. I wouldn't recommend this movie unless you are someone who loves FNAF. I wouldn't recommend this to everyone. Even my dad, like, was turned off by it towards the end when the whole drawing thing and everything, he was like, This movie's so stupid. Yeah. And walked away. And I was like, if my dad, no offense, dad, I love you. But if you're drawing the line, as we like to say on the Within the Lines podcast, mm-hmm. that's saying something. Especially about like a dumb horror. And there's like levels to this. There's like there's dumb horror. Like we're, but it's like kind of quirky. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like it's self aware, I guess. Yeah. And then there's just this, where like I I didn't get to laugh at it, where like Velocipastor or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't. It wasn't like super long, so it wasn't like a chore to get through. It wasn't boring. It wasn't Killers of Flower Moon, which still got a higher enjoyment score than this. I gave it a three. I just there's nothing like I liked about this movie. I wouldn't say I vehemently hated <laughs> it, but yeah. There's not a single thing I liked. No. That. I didn't even get to laugh at it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of at the same point like it's not like a fun bad movie where you're like, look, everything else was bad, but I had a good time watching it. Like it was ridiculous. This isn't that. No. It's it's a 4 for me. <laughs> okay. I'm also very low on it. Um I like a couple of things, but overall I'm glad the fans are enjoying this movie. This movie was not made for me. I'm sure there's lots of references I didn't get. And like if I was a fan, maybe i give it all the same scores, but my enjoyment's an 8. Well, if you were a fan fan, you'd probably be at like a 16. Yeah. So, But I'm not a fan. I didn't get any of the references and stuff, so it's not getting bonus points from that. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, this movie as a whole is just not a good film. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not scary. It's not exciting. It's not mysterious. It's not funny. It just exists. Are we like Scorsese after shitting on Scorsese last week? Are we are we turning into him? Yeah, maybe. I just realized just looking at our movie rankings before you uh, tell everyone where it ranks. We haven't done any like the funny movie scenes in a while. The ridiculously. Oh, yeah. No, I was thinking about that for this one, too. Bad movie scenes. But I couldn't I couldn't think of like which one. Honestly, for me, it's like the fucking it's the cop introduction. The entire time yeah. she shows up, and it's just so like force fed in your face, she's knocking at the but door. But that's just bad. It's got to be funny bad. We yeah. got a few. It's got to be the the those who wish me dead, dad. It's got to be the cry macho punch. Yeah. The only funny bad in this that I said was the fucking bear getting in the the taxi cab, but I don't know if that qualifies. No, but that one I actually thought that was funny. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't funny bad. I was just that was like the one time where I felt like they were self aware. Like people are gonna get a kick out of this. Yeah, we've been slacking. Well, there's been some good candidates to have. For vacation Friends too definitely had a scene we could have included. For sure. And we just didn't. We forgot. But it's okay. We need to be back on our next week. What are we reviewing? Because that's going to be our number one Oscar category. I'm trying to remember what we're watching next week. Well, you'd say that at the of end of the podcast. So you'll have plenty of time. I don't know what that to, movie is. Uh, talk about it. Ty, I gave this, with the three enjoyment, I gave this a movie a 30 out of one hundred, yeah, I'm at a 36 out of thirty six out of one hundred. I'm not a am not much higher than you. Gives us a combined score of thirty three, making this the hundred and eighty eighth film out of two hundred and three films we have reviewed. It is with the likes of Cry Macho, <laughs> Me Time, same score as Me Time, Tom and Jerry, Peter Pan and Wendy, Holmes and Watson, Crater, Home Team, ugh, and most importantly. With a 33, we draw the line yeah. Yeah, uh, under a 39 and a half. Don't see this film. Now, this is maybe the only draw the line in the bottom that has like a asterisk. 100%. Yeah. Draw the line unless you're a really big Five Nights at Freddy's fan. Yeah, I don't think – is there diehard Tom and Jerry fans? No, they, those don't exist. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think there's any other movie just looking at our scale where it's like – even the Last Airbender, like if you're a big Last Airbender fan, I don't say go and watch that movie. Halloween ends. Don't go watch that movie. you would be upset. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, it's not the highest score of the Draw the Line films, mm-hmm. but it's the the best recommended Draw the Line. I don't know how to explain that. No, I'm, I think you nailed it. So. It's out of all of our Draw the Line films, this is the one that's going to get recommended the most. Mm-hmm. With the caveat that you're a fan of Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> yes. Gavin, I think, wants to see this very bad. Maybe I'll have to go see it again. I'll go watch it in theaters, see how the crowd reacts. No one will be there by the time you go. (laughs) Week one was it. Yeah, you're probably right there, Ty. Um, Let's do our five draft. Let's do it. Who gets the first overall pick? I don't remember who picked first last time. You get first overall pick, if I'm not mistaken. Perfect. Look, I got a lot of things in here. Some of them not great. Some of them pretty decent. Some of them, uh, I don't have a one-of-one. One. Okay. I th- I have like a, I don't have a one-of-one. One, so I think I'm just going to kind of just go as I go along. I think you're going to be funnier than me in this draft, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. I have a lot that are just all over the board. Mm-hmm. I don't have any, Um, I also don't have like my big punch kind of mm-hmm. one that I, I usually have. I just kind of like all of them and they're all so different. Yeah, I think instead of drafting as I normally would, where I'm trying to like maybe stop something, I'm just going to pick the ones I like. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to start, because this is a movie podcast, I wouldn't say this is like my favorite, but it, this is a movie podcast, so I think it's fitting in the five draft that I take a movie with the first overall pick. It is the best film in a franchise that now has ten films. It is the turning point for some. It is, uh, well, actually, there's two that fit this billing, I guess. I'm going to go with Fast Five.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: Undoubtedly the best Fast and the Furious movie. Fuck yeah. The greatest blend of absurdity, but still in their roots, true to their roots. Paul Walker's still alive. Yes, he is. And you're not watching the whole movie like, damn, he's dead now. How are they going to say goodbye to him? Um, It's the the last movie where it feels like they're just guys who are really good with cars and not superheroes. Yeah. It, It toys the line and... Fast Five, I I think, is universally accepted as the best Fast and the Furious movie. At least I think it is. No, it's got to be. Um, and I think as a movie franchise, i got to go with that. Now, there's another number five movie. I don't know if you'll ever take it. I'm probably not going to take it because I haven't seen it. That would be disingenuous. Um, How many movies are in total in that fr- franchise? I ain't saying. Well, it depends. There's layers to that franchise. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Fast Five is actually the second highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes. What's fast seven. First? Oh, which my is God. Which is the one where Paul Walker had died, so there was that dramatic the see you again and all yeah, that. But I think that's what carried it. it I cried is. like a baby seeing that I did movie too. in theaters. Yeah. But it's not it's not fast five. Fast five, also the first one with the rock. That's oh. a, that's just important to note. That is. He's great in that. Those movies like that one only made two. Oh, that's USA. They make a lot internationally disregard. Fast five, first overall pick. What's your first pick, Ty? My first pick, Jay. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go direction here. I've got a couple in this category, but I feel like the most famous, the go to one in this category, is the OG five dollar foot long. Mmm. Kind it's, of upset with you. It's Subway. It's Subway's five dollar foot long. That is the five dollar deal of a generation. Which no longer exists. It doesn't, it's gone. Mm-hmm. I have another one on here that's a similar brand. It's gone. Yeah, I think I know what Inflation that is. Inflation is just mm-hmm. tearing us apart here. But they had a song. The commercials were catchy. I think, I'm hoping this was after they got rid of Jared. I just thought of two different $5 oh. fast food items. Well, there's always the Wendy's, four for four, but that doesn't count for this. What's the other one? That was the one of the one? two. Well, I might, I might draft it. The four for four? No, I might draft the one that you don't know. Oh, okay. Unless you do know it and it's on your list. But I do have one more on my list. I will say I number one on my list was $5 footlong jingle, specifically the jingle. So I, I feel like I can't take that because you took $5 no, footlong. I'm taking everything that encompasses the $5 footlong, the jingle, the commercials, the actual footlongs. See, okay, a little uh, vulnerability moment. Yeah. I didn't have... Any Subway until after the $5 footlong was dead. You never got a $5 footlong? The first time I tried Subway was in high school. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And all I've ever – well, that's not true. I've tried some things. 95% of my Subway orders are meatball marinara's, which people consider the worst thing to get from Subway. I I don't mind it sometimes. You put some bell peppers, onions, get it toasted. Mm. I put some now. Last time I went, which was months ago. I was like, damn, Subway's like not that healthy, especially if you get like a meatball marinara. Like you're tricking yourself like, I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to go to Subway. So I put spinach in it because I don't know, like, I feel like Italian people put spinach into their marinara sauce sometimes. Do it had no flavor. I like spinach. Yeah, spinach is gross. Um, when do you think the $5 footlong started? If you had to make a guess. two thousand four, March of oh eight. Wow. Yeah. Right after the recession or during the recession. I don't know when the recession actually started. It was 2008, but it was like two months into Obama's presidency. Mm. and when did it stop I don't know it says that they've done it in different ways and like different promotions Subway discontinued the offer in 2018 I'm sorry it says it right here what I don't ever remember getting a foot long for five dollars no that but that's why it was like like, on this day this sandwich around 2012 this article Subway quietly phased out the promotion and foot long subs returned to a six dollar price point oh my god do you remember the jingle five dollar $5 Five dollar foot long, any, any, any five. Come it's on, it's beautiful. It's you incredible. Never forget it. My second overall pick. I know it's not on your board, but it's something I love. It's a short par five. Uh, oh, nice. Nothing better than yeah. feeling like you can drive the green dri- on a five. Hit. I can. Well, not drive all the way to the green, but even a short five-five. Yeah, you could I have an eagle putt. Yeah. You know, bit good drive, good second hit, good drive, put you two hundred yards out. Good second hit, you got an eagle putt. You know, there. It's very hard. The only real chance to get an eagle is on a par five, because a par five, uh, an eagle on a par three is a hole in one. An eagle on a par four is if you fucking dink it in from a hundred yards out or whatever, you know, chipping or whatever the case is. Yeah. So a short par five, it's any, the only time you'll get an eagle putt. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. That's Unless your, you drive a par four, short par yeah. four, but that's not that doesn't fit my five draft. No. So uh, a short par five, nothing like it on the golf course. Mm. And I, it's funny because I deleted our my last list that was still on here, which was uh dumbest things money could buy number one was everything related to golf so here I am coming back around for the short par five I love that for you, Jay Um, this next one I feel like may have been on your board so I'm gonna get it before you can this is this is something that uh, let me see here I don't know when this was a thing but it's it's relating to our friendship um, and something that started our friendship and that's John Cena's the five knuckle shuffle oh I didn't even have that on my board. Yeah. That's John, a great pick. John Cena's fucking, it's one of, he has a lot of different moves, but the five knuckle shuffle. Oh, electric John Cena, one of the goats. Oh, that's such a good pick. That would have been my one one if I remembered. Yeah. I was, I thought it would be on your board. I thought you'd be able to try and sneak it in later. Like that's what you were thinking. Oh, this is a horrible draft by me. John Cena. I know you're a Cena guy. Five knuckle shuffle should have been the first overall pick Followed up by $5 foot long jingle I wouldn't have got it But if no in a perfect draft world I would have got $5 foot long first overall Then five knuckle shuffle yeah. My last pick It's horrible I got both of those I have your one two. That's a great pick That Thank is you. a fantastic pick And I'm kind of pissed off that you got it <laughs> My third overall pick I'm going to go with uh <sighs> I'm gonna go. I have so many, but I don't. I like none of them. I'm totally in love with, except one is kind of funny. But I always save my kind of funny one for the, my more, most creative. I save for the fifth pick. It's always a risk that we take. <laughs> yeah, but it always just helps. It you know send it home. I'm gonna go with a food item. Fuck it. I'm okay. just gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna diversify my portfolio. Nice. You had <laughs> fuck the that five. Word up. <laughs> you had the five dollar. What Where did I fuck up? D- diversify. What did I say? Diversifies. <laughs> Some shit. It wasn't close. Another thing that is no longer exists: the five dollar hot and ready. Yeah, it was hot, on my board. <laughs> five dollar hot and ready. I'll never forget the point in time in high school when we realized we can go to Little Caesars. And I think by then it wasn't even five dollars anymore. It was like six and some change, yeah. like six twenty. But we could, instead of spending five dollars at lunch or whatever at Sultana, we could just save our money and go split a pizza three ways for like two dollars a person. Yeah. It's it was incredible. The greatest revelation I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it was the most financially smart thing you could do for a meal. Those in the dollar fifty chicken nuggets from Burger King. Those <laughs> still don't make any sense. <laughs> no, they don't. How could that be profitable for Burger King? <laughs> we ate a lot of 10 piece nuggets and little Caesars Pizzas yeah. in our junior and senior year of high school. <laughs> it's just, it was such a deal. It was like four dollars a slice, a slice at Sultana. Yeah. Or you could wait two hours and go get a whole pizza for $2 in, like, three slices it each. it way fucking better. Yeah. People who shit on Little Caesars are just – they're the Martin Scorseses of the food world. Little Caesars is either, like, elite, top three, maybe top two, top one, or it's terrible for me. No, that's – It yeah. depends when you get it. It's a risk. Um, if you get it when it's, like, been sitting there for a long time or whatever, like, it could be kind of bad or depending who makes it. But when Little Caesars is at its best, mm-hmm. man – it's fucking wonderful. It's so good. It gets shit on for me in the cheap, nasty pizza, but it's fucking delicious. It is. I put it over Pizza Hut. I put it over – I love Papa John's, but I probably put it over Papa John's. Ooh. Domino's is still my one-on-one. I love Domino's. Oh. Me and Riley wonderful. got Domino's, I don't know, three months ago for the first time in like year. We had never got – I don't think I've had Domino's since I moved out until three months ago, and I missed it so much. My mouth was literally like watering on the car ride home. Because I don't order delivery. I never order delivery. My mouth was like dripping. I'm, my mouth's watering a little bit right now thinking yeah. about Domino's. Fucking, I just had it a couple nights ago. It was just fantastic. Because <sighs> they got the two for six ninety nine, dollars You get the fucking Parmesan bread bites with the pizza. Mm-hmm. It just can't be beat. See, I'm I'm selfish. I buy two medium pizzas because I like my bacon and onion. Riley doesn't really like that. That's what I – I only get it from Domino's. I don't know what it is. Their bacon and onion pizza is just delicious. I do, we do a split. I just go on a customize, I make this half of the pizza mine, this half of the pizza hers. We split a 32 piece Parmesan bread bite. But I want the whole pizza because I want breakfast the next yeah. morning. No, that is something I sacrifice. But I like the bread bites almost more than the pizza. If it, is this a safe space? Yeah. When we got Domino's, I ate six slices of pizza that night. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I only had two left over for breakfast. Fuck yeah. I could have eaten the whole pizza I if know. I didn't force myself to stop. I mean, I've done, I've, I've housed the whole pizza. I've, I've done never it. done that. No, I've done it. Yeah. Especially just the medium from Domino's, that ain't much. I, I typically when I eat pizza, I have to set a number in my head of when I tell myself to stop. Because mm-hmm. I'll be in agonizing pain <laughs> that night from just overeating. <laughs> because I will just eat and eat and eat and won't stop. Yeah, Domino's pizza. Or just pizza in general, it's like it's like popcorn. You yeah. just like you'll keep going, it won't stop. You don't even realize it, but next thing you know, you're on your seventh slice. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, where did the rest of the pizza go? Where was I at? Oh, my dad's 50th birthday party. Yeah. I had three plates of spaghetti. Yeah. I just Anytime I was like on a downturn of the night, I just went and got spaghetti, ate three <laughs> giant plates of spaghetti. My, night, my stomach was fucked up that night. <laughs> I love the thought of you going to a gambling table, losing all of your chips, eating a plate of spaghetti, saying, I'm buying back in. <laughs> I did that. And then rinse and repeat three fucking times. My second buy-in was after my spaghetti. I don't know if you saw. You gave me some some of our fake money for craps. I was eating spaghetti at the craps table <laughs> after you left. <laughs> you left, and we took like a quick break because the dealer had to go to the restroom. <laughs> I went and served myself spaghetti, and he got back. I was just sitting there betting with spaghetti, eating spaghetti. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. That's fucking wonderful. What's your third pick, Ty? My third pick, Jay. This one, I'm going to give myself some credit here. I could have taken just one number five for this pick. But I decided to double down and get two fives involved in this pick. Okay. That is Albert Pujols' number five in the 2005 playoffs. Okay. Hit like 560-something. That's when he has that iconic home run against the Astros. Mm-hmm. Hits the train tracks. Mm-hmm. I was going to do just Albert Pujols' number five. Mm-hmm. But it's him I in like the 2005 better. playoffs. 2005, one of his better seasons. Not, I wouldn't say his best. No, I think it's the first of his three MVPs. It is. Yeah. In the 2005 playoffs, Albert Pujols, he, uh, he was it splits it up by series, so I can't really look, but he had a 1.4 OPS in the NLDS and a sweep. He He's a God. Uh, hit 5.56 in that three games. Yeah. In a six game NLCS, he hit 3.04 with 8.85 OPS in the World Series. Oh, no, they lost in 2005. They didn't even make the World Series. Yeah, they didn't make it. They lost. But mm-hmm. he was like, it's the most iconic thing ever. Mm-hmm. That fucking home run off the train tracks. Not his best series, though. 2004 no. NLCS. He had a 1.5 OPS. Albert Pujols was sick, dude. Yeah. I again, it's Albert Pujols. I wanted the caveat of another number five in there, but it's just Albert Pujols in his prime. And you know something about that, right? Being an Angels fan? Nope. No. 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 Fucking thing about it. Hey, he got. Uh, he finished. He got one MVP vote in 2012 and in 2014. That's ridiculous. Did, did compete in the home run derby as a angel. Pujols was decent his first year in Anaheim. Yeah, It's just, he had some decent years. It's just, he was so good in his prime that nothing was ever, like his, he was Mike Trout before Mike Trout was Mike Trout. That's how good he was at hitting. Yeah, his first five years on the Angels, 2012 to 2016, he had a 799 OPS. That's league average. 123 OPS plus, that's 23% above league average. That's much better, yeah. And he just got shit on because he was, he wasn't, you know, hitting the 200 OPS range like he used to, and then it was all downhill from there. All time uh, in double play leader. Go check out my article about it. He's hitting, he hit 426 double plays. Will never be beat. I actually broke down the one person who could beat Manny Machado. It. Yep. How'd you know that? You just remember me telling you. Yeah. Oh damn. <laughs> <I> they'll <thought laughs> never a, be beat. A good guess. I don't give a fuck any, what anyone says about Machado. Albert the the in a double play goat. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I wrote that article, Machado's double play rate slowed down a little bit. Yeah. So, um, Even one bad season of double plays, you're never catching Albert. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only reason Machado has a chance because he started so young and he playing for another 10 years. Yeah, My fourth pick in the five draft. See, I have another food one that I love, but I don't want to pick it just because I, I want to, again, diversify mm-hmm. my portfolio. Oh, I, I'm with you. I've got a lot of honorable mentions for this. We have like my favorite fast food slash fast casual place on the list with my five draft i'm just not gonna take it because i already took the five dollar hot and ready i'm gonna take another thing that's near and dear to my heart you big on five guys why are you spoiling that maybe (laughs) i would have picked it (laughs) you said you're not you said i'm not gonna take it that could have been mind games okay well (laughs) yes five guys is i fucking love five guys it is so good i had it one time when they opened up here i haven't gone back since next time you me victoria riley are like Hanging out, and we're always like, Where should we go to lunch? Where should we go to dinner? We're going to five guys. Okay. My fifth over fourth overall pick, excuse me, five dollar blackjack. Nothing better than it. Uh, you can uh, gamble cheaply. I'm a frugal man. Yeah. You could bet more if you want. Nothing's stopping you from making it twenty-five dollar blackjack. Mm-hmm. But it's a good chance to play with your friends, play with your buds, go to the Queen's Casino on Fremont Street, get some theme chips. Use those theme chips to win bets. Make the dealer laugh. It's a wonderful time. Dealer offers to pull up an extra seat to our table and someone in our party who will not be named lost all his money. All of his money. Just pouting. Just (laughs) pouting away. (laughs) Only one not playing blackjack with us. The sorest of losers. Ordering ordering the same drink as The Bachelor. That way he could have two drinks at once. Expedite the process. Just a good time, man. (laughs) Just a real good time. $5 blackjack. Hard to come by. But you'll always remember it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not wrong.
0: <laughs> that's a great pick. Thank you, Ty. Um, my next one. So, I, I... Oh, man. I did just take a sports one. you gotta got to work this out. I've got a couple more sports ones. I've got a couple of... Well, I actually haven't taken a movie one yet. Mm-mm. No, you have you not. You took the movie one. There, yep. There is another fifth installment of a franchise that's wonderful that I'm not going to take. Mine's going to actually be the uh, the original five Avengers. OG Avengers. Oh, yeah, there was five. Yep. I don't there's know why I always think them. there's four. Nope. I'm Hawkeye forgetting. just never feels like a... He shouldn't be there, but <laughs> the original Avengers in the first Avenger movie mm-hmm. just can't be beat. The OG five, all dead. All of them are dead, basically. Hawkeye's still alive. He might as well be dead. Bruce Banner's a completely different person. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Iron dead Man's dead. Captain America's I don't. We're gonna say dead. He's like back in time. No, no, he did die. Old man, old man, Cap died. Did old man Cap die? I don't know. He's did dead. they do that in Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Feels like they did. He's dead. <laughs> uh, Black Widow dead. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. the OG five Avengers. Did you see Thor's gonna get? It's rumored that they're gonna do Thor five and Tyka's gonna get the boot. Did we say that last week? No, we didn't. But probably deserved. He. I don't know, man. It's like he resurrected Thor and then killed it. Yeah. Again, what kind of what what kind of style do we want for Thor five? Because they've tried like the dark. You could do like a dark groom, groomy, grudgy, grueling, gritty. gritty. I don't know. I'll say gritty. Yeah, gritty. That's not the word I was looking for. But if you could do like a dark gritty Thor movie, but you have to really go into it. You got to make it like God of War. You know what I mean? Which like, they won't do exactly. But I'm just gonna throw this theory out now. I know it's not gonna happen. R rated Deadpool does really good. Do they just flirt with the idea of doing an R-rated Thor? No, they'll never do it. There's just no chance that they do any R-rated with any of their mainline things because it hurts their potential for a box office. Yeah. But wouldn't everyone be excited for like a gruesome R-rated red banded trailer Thor? Yeah. Where he's like, you literally see him cut someone's head off and it's just like, no. Well, he has a child now, so as a father, I don't think he'll be doing that. (laughs) I think that's a younger Thor. What if his child gets killed? And that's what sends him into the child gets killed and they arrest Thor thinking that he's the one who did it. And then he just says, fuck the (laughs) system and goes fucking off the rails. Yes. And he he exploits all the (laughs) law-abiding God, (laughs) all the flaws of the Asgardian prison system. Yeah. And uh, uh, what's her name? Valkyrie is uh, the cop that's trying to like persuade him. Mm -hmm. And he's sending tapes of him murdering people to Valkyrie's house. Yeah, just pumps them full of Asgardian magic so you can keep wailing on them. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm in on Thor five now. We're back. <laughs> I see the vision. So you're not going to take another movie one, right? I won't. Surprise! Star Wars Episode five is it's, not going to make it's on my list draft, but I won't take it. I've never seen it, so it'd be disingenuous to me. Yeah, how's Harry Potter five? <sighs> that one good? I don't remember. I I would have to. They they all blend together, Ty. Uh I watched all of them in a 3 day period. <laughs> Order of the Phoenix I think was actually my favorite. No uh is that is that the one where Homie dies in the competition? No, it's Goblet of Fire. I like the one I like the one where they go back in time. Yeah, where they do the time yeah, manipulation. Yeah, where they watch themselves. Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Yeah, that one goes hard. That that's what was my favorite as well. My fifth pick time. No, that's not Prisoner of Azkaban, man. Yeah, it because it's his uncle or whatever it was who was the prisoner of azkaban serious black and you think he's all bad and stuff and then it's revealed he's not at the end and then they have to do some time travel thing it is it's a hundred peaked is. with the third one mm-hmm. harry potter time travel movie it's harry potter three god damn yeah that is the best one though i agree my fifth and final pick is i just had a different thought my fifth and final pick, this is great radio. I met another Star Wars fan that said that it, he hates and loves Star Wars and it just fit in perfectly. Who? Um, someone with work. We did like this NBA season start. It was a contractor. He said, my fandom with the Knicks is very much like my fandom with the Star Wars. I love it. I, lo- I, I, don't, I love it more than anything else, but I hate it more than anything else. And I was like, I need to tell Tyler about this because yeah. that just confirms my theory. Mm-hmm. They fucking, Star Wars fans fucking hate Star Wars.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. My fifth overall pick... Something relatable to the podcast—it had to be something you and I can both relate to. Not a lot of, not a lot of best friends who've been friends their whole lives, pretty much, can relate to this. We might be the only best friends duo in the world who have been friends as long as we have. Didn't meet later in life, went to the same school, and can both say we were fifth grade class presidents in in some oh, capacity. Yeah, my fifth and final pick are just fifth grade presidents. Fuck yeah, I was president of the whole. Grade, you were president of our, our gate class and our ministry society, and somehow you got to do more things yeah. than I did. My power overruled you was <laughs> yours in between those four walls of our fifth grade yes, classroom. Yes, it did. It was bullshit. We go out on the playground, you might have had more pull than me, but we're in class, buddy. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> you were like a governor, and I was the president, but when I went to your state, man, you just... You don't fucking... Not to mention you got impeached. Came back, though. Reelected. <laughs> Came back, though. You can't. I'm like fucking Trump, baby. You can't keep me down. <laughs> Don't fucking matter. <laughs> That's great. You your fifth grade presidency, a little uh little relatable to POTUS, POTUS forty five. Yeah. You know a lot of controversy. There was a real big there was a real big controversial slap. <laughs> there was great people on both sides of that incident. Bad lawyer. Bad lawyer lawyer. You scheduled my pre- press conference at the wrong four seasons. Yeah. And your 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 lawyer, your bad lawyer, mm-hmm. was someone who previously had political power. Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani yeah. was the mayor of New York. Yeah, you thought you had political power, you didn't. <laughs> in that class, that's wonderful. Wow, yeah. I laid the groundwork for him. I might bet. I also Trump think I had, to win the election now. I also think I had a fantastic company in our midi society. I think that's what funded my what election. Did you do? I don't remember, but I know I had a lot of money. I remember we <laughs> – you probably were doing some illegal shit to relate also back to BOTUS. There's no way in fifth grade Tyler Wood was not doing illegal shit to get mini society yeah. money. No, I think I was probably using my political um, fundings for <laughs> Yeah, you probably set up activities. a campaign fund. Yeah. I remember we – at the very beginning of it, we started – we were trying to start like an advertising agency. Do you remember that? Yeah. We I think gonna- we just made like slideshows yeah. for other people's companies. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and we didn't even realize at the time that's what it was, but that's like, it was funny. But yeah, you did have a lot of money and you had a lot of pull. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. Both fifth grade class presidents though, in some capacity. I have a fifth grade yearbook somewhere. I need to find it. Or I think you might have one. I don't know. I definitely have one. I think. What's your fifth and final pick, Ty? So look, man, lots of honorable mentions on my board. You only took one of my 12. Wow. Um... I have sports. (sighs) See, the thing is, I don't love any of my last five. I'll be honest. Wow. I have a lot on my list, too, that I still haven't said. Look, man. I was expecting some creative, funny answer here. doesn't sound like we're getting it. Again, I just had a lot of ones that I was cool with. Okay. I didn't love any of mine. I said that off the top. Yeah. My fifth and final pick is going to be the center of power in in the world, I'm going to say. It's okay. it's national security, at its finest. It's ha- the Pentagon. I have this on my list. It's the Pentagon. We're yep. number one in the world, baby, and it's all ran through those five walls.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, ten? Ten walls. It's like a donut, right? Would it just technically be two very long walls? No, they they got corners. Would you call this one long wall the four wall? But it's a ninety degree. If a wall has a, f- what's the degree? Okay, so a shape has to have 360 degrees. So that means each angle in a pentagon is five divided by that's 72 degrees. Is a 72 degree angle yes. enough to constitute two different As, walls? That's one extra wall than a normal room. Okay, I think once we get past octagon, because like a UFC ring, you said that's eight. It's an octagon. There's eight walls. I wouldn't call an octagon one wall. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I think once we get towards the nine or ten range, then we can consider it one maybe. Five so, is definitely five walls. But 10 walls because there's two sides of it. Yeah, 10 walls. Okay. It's five inner, five outer. Mm-hmm. Number one in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I also had the Pentagon on my list. Yeah. I had some other, my honorable mentions. I just had Abraham Lincoln, fifth president, $5 bill. $5 bill. 16th president. Mm-hmm. 18th president? 16th. 16th president. You nailed that. Uh, I got the song Got Five on it. It's <laughs> a great song. Good song. It's a real good song. <laughs> um, I had the pentagon like I said I had your five, I had the 5 senses. I had the 5 senses as well. I had a high five. Oh, it's good Just five. Just universal invented by Dusty Baker? Was a high five? That that's got to be a farce, right? I think that's like one of those internet rumors. Either way, universal everyone knows how to high five. And Dusty Billy Baker and Glenn Burke of the Los Angeles Dodgers baseball team on October 2nd, 1977. It is generally accepted. You're telling that me that no was one the before first real high five. Hands? 1977 was the first time anyone thought, let's put these five fingers together <laughs> above our heads and make a noise to show how excited we were. <laughs> and that's something, I don't know why you're fighting it. You, the Dodgers can claim ownership to the high five. Do you remember? They <laughs> own that intellectual property. He was hired for that company at the time. Speaking of the Dodgers and fifth grade class presidents, do you remember in our fifth grade we had to do that 100 note card? project and i did mine on the dodgers you did on yours yours on the angels one of our things we had to debate each other yeah we went to the fourth grade classroom and debated which was better and my main debate point was jackie robinson i was totally (laughs) trying to gaslight you and like yeah you you (laughs) use the race card it's great political power move there i was trying to dethrone the corrupt president you know i knew you had poll and you know what like trump baby i fucking (laughs) just pushed that racism aside didn't care i said i'm winning this shit i had the five second rule (laughs) <laughs> drop something 5 second rule. It's a good rule. And uh five guys, like I mentioned. Yeah, I um I had the Jackson 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, I thought music, of music but, but I couldn't name you a song from them. Could you name anyone ABC other maybe? than Michael? No, god no. Jam Jackson's yeah, not in Janet it. not in it. No. Yeah. <laughs> I found that about 3 weeks ago. Talk about impeccable timing. How? It's all boys, I'm pretty sure. Or she was older or younger? Yeah. How do you have a family band? And you're not a part of it. And then you go on to be the second most famous singer in the family. She's an outlier. Damn. It's uh. let's see. Yeah. It's uh. if she was in the Jackson five, do you think Michael ever goes out on his own? Or do you think the Jackson five holds strong? I don't know the history of the Jackson five. So I can't tell you. Okay. Michael Jackson, Marlon Jackson, Jermaine Jackson, Tito Jackson, and Jackie Jackson. Who's a Hmm. male. What do you think they're doing nowadays? Um, probably four. making a bunch of money off of the Jackson family estate. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned also a few weeks ago that Michael Jackson bought all like the move mu- or the the music rights or whatever to the Beatles like discography. Oh, he owns the Beatles too? in like the nineties. That's gotta be he bought not all of them, but he bought like a big big chunk of them. Like got in a bidding war with Paul McCartney and won. That's gotta be something that and falls made, under like the monopoly, monopoly law, right? I don't Having know. Having all of Michael Jackson and the Beatles music. I don't know what the motley law is. No monopoly Oh, law, where you like own all the best shit in one. I don't know. That's wild. I had the dream team starting five of Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, and Patrick Ewing. Mm. Yeah, starting five. I had the Eagles' offensive line while they run the tush push. Mm. Mm-hmm. This. I don't want to get into a sports tangent here, but people wanting to ban the tush push just makes me mad. Yeah, it's the dumbest shit ever. 251 songs by the Beatles. He owns the publishing rights. The Man, Jackson estate damn. does. I don't That's know wild. if they still do, but yeah. Um, what pisses, off, for 47 million, no what pisses me off more than anything is I know for a matter of fact, Taysom Hill could run the tush push better than Jalen Hurts. Would he be better as the Tusher or the pusher? As the court, Jalen Hurts. Okay. You replace him with Taysom Hill. I think that I'm, 92% goes up to 96%. I think the most important guy is the center. Yeah. She's saying put Taysom Hill on the... I think Taysom Hill and the Saints? I don't know. I don't know how good your center is. Taysom Hill and the Eagles? Maybe. I'm willing to have the conversation. Do they, wanting to protect Jalen Hurts in the future, do they just sign Taysom Hill if he's a free agent this year just to do tush pushes? It's not like it's like a... Oh, we got to catch him off guard. Like, everyone knows that play's coming. Why not put in a dedicated guy? Well, did you see what they did this week? They did a fake tush push, and they got a touchdown. I didn't, did they? DeAndre Swift, your fantasy guy, yeah. I love. I didn't actually see that touchdown. It was like, they are on, like, the nine-yard line, third and two. Fake tush push, he handed it off, just darted across. Touchdown, baby. It's incredible. The Saints could be running that offense with with Taysom Hill is all I'm saying. Everyone says that Jalen Hurts is, like, the guy because he squats 500 pounds, and he's so strong, and that's why it works. Mm Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill could squat 500. I'll put my money on it. Did you see? I don't I don't think there was a lot of validity to this. It was one of the Twitter rumor people that uh, the Saints and the Vikings were working on a Jameis trade. No. Oh, I know he'd be devastated even though he doesn't play. <laughs> Fucking bench Derek Carr. I don't care how many points we scored this week. Trade Derek Carr? Yeah, get rid of him. <laughs> Fuck it. Get rid of him. Get Jameis more weapons. <laughs> <laughs> you got any more honorable mentions? How it feels to chew five gum. mm not 5Gum itself? No, but just how it feels to chew 5Gum. Great commercials. Yeah. Not great gum. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I bought 5Gum. I think I'm actually 5Gum. I don't remember. There's one brand. I buy them in a case, like 25. That's like the extra brand or whatever it is. No, I think 5 also has it. I know. The one I buy is the same thing. It has no, 35 pieces. I think pieces. you're right. I think you are right. It is. Um, it's not 5. And it has like the plastic top. Yeah. Yeah. These ones right here. I don't know if it's going to fuck up my cords. But oh, oh God. See those? Yeah, that's yeah. what I get. You're right. Yeah, me too. Great five draft though. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you might've beat me, but I did get a uh, fifth grade class presidents, which that's a great pick. <laughs> it's a wonderful <laughs> pick. More relatable. What are we reviewing next week? Ty next week, we were reviewing a movie that is on the docket that I don't remember what it is. Uh, Oh, okay. Quiz lady. Mm. Starring Aquafina, Sandra O, oh, Will Ferrell. Produced by Will Ferrell, I believe, as well. Oh. He's just listed under the cast as actor. Mm-hmm. Jason Schwartzman. What do I know that name from? Don't know. Jason ba- I'm really bad with actors' names. You His know picture is just Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Hmm.
1: Uh, I don't
0: know. American actor and musician. I don't know what I know this man from. What is this, on? Han? For this, our listeners. This movie is available. Oh, he was in Asteroid City. That's what I know him from. Okay. Quizlet. What the fuck is it? Hulu, November 3rd. Okay. That's what we're reviewing next week. Got it. Um, let me tell you, we had we had a real hard time filling in this slot. Yeah, we got a lot of movies coming up, too. Our, our upcoming schedule after this is fucking chock full of movies. We currently have three under one date that we're going to have to figure <laughs> out. Yeah. With no room before it, some room after it. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch all three back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. We're going to review the podcast, do the podcast back-to-back-to-back, to back and just bank them. Oh, keep them locked Just make away. it a 12-hour day. <laughs> no. I <laughs> won't do that. <laughs> Should be fun, though. Let's watch this movie. We'll have a good time. And then we got big blockbuster movies coming up. Mm-hmm. So Getting into the holiday season. I can't wait. You got anything else, Jay? I don't. Go watch Quiz Lady. Yep. And in the meantime, be a good friend, everybody.